Welcome to another fuck. That's all right. Just keep going. Keep going. I goddamn hate these intros. It's just microphone therapy. Uh, we are without Joe tonight. Joe. And uh, why? Yeah. 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 It is what it is. You know, shit happens. We're gonna wing it. Yeah. I um. I was watching Ghostbusters. And the one scene that has always bugged me about, it's the original Ghostbusters. Not the only. That, yeah, not that trash piece of shit that came out a couple of years ago. The the only thing that bugs me about that movie is when the dog or the beast chases Moranis. Why don't you like that part? Because when he ends up at Tavern on the Green and he turns around and he says, ah! <laughs> right? And everybody in the restaurant turns and looks at him. Yeah. There is no dog there. Yeah. So it could be, you know, is it a figment of his imagination? Right. Or, you know, nobody sees it, but they definitely <laughs> see everything else that's going on <laughs> later on in the movie. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and the door is locked. Like, they don't care. And he's screaming for help. And it's just like, get the hell out of here. Why would there be a dog, though? They can save so much money on special effects. They well, already showed it running across the street. But <laughs> where it jumps over the to, wall is hilarious. You have to literally show. I mean, this thing is bigger than bigger than Rick in and of itself. I mean, right. we were talking about a, uh, somebody brought a cougar to the party and it got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's that like that's the only scene that has bugged me about that movie since it came out like hundreds of times of watching this fucking thing and yeah. I've always I've noticed it on and off you know and and it just where's the fucking dog where's the fucking where dog where is the dog where's the dog so I have to assume what if so I I I believe that when it does that when he turns he sees all he sees is the eyes the red eyes because it's turning into a, like a mist vapor <laughs> So that it can possess him. That's the only thing I could think of. Go right up his nostrils. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, uh, that's got to be uh, one of my very favorite movies. I love that movie. And, uh, I, I, you know, as I got older, I was like, so how many movies have you gone to the theater at, at that time in your life? I was young. A ton. And I got to see it twice in the in the theaters. I saw it with my parents and I saw it with my uncle. And I was like, this is fucking fantastic. I can't believe I'm back here to see this a second time. Do you remember the earthquake, the Kalinga earthquake back in 83, 84? No. All right. So when that happened is right around the time that Ghostbusters came out. Okay. And Morgan Hill, that area, got hit really bad. Okay. And my father... So I went. We went and saw it with with uh, with my with me and my brother, my parents, and we were driving around. And I guess my dad wanted to see the damage. He never really told us what he was doing. We just pile in the car and go. Right. right? right. And most of it was he wanted to see the destruction of shit right. everywhere. Right. You know, and he was one of those guys that like if there were there were you know sirens and whatever else, he heard something because he had a scanner. Right. He would get up in the middle of the night, wake my mom up, and they'd get in the car and just go. Right. And and look at the devastation. Th- these it's are kind of morbid, but th- that is morbid. It's these are real family events. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's why he he dragged us to Morgan Hill. And so I can remember I can remember the day, you know, when go and picnic and hang out and whatever else. And he's like, oh, let's go see a movie. Like, okay, we're gonna go see Ghostbusters. Like, so he had an ultimate plan, right? And we went we went to a theater in Morgan Hill and watched. Ghostbusters. Right. And that way he had a reason why at the yeah. end he's like, well, we, this is all led up to yeah. now. 
Let's go have a picnic. Ghostbusters. And, and see if there's any dead bodies. And then he's in, you're in the movie and he's got his scanner on low, right? No, no. He no. <laughs> no, my dad never, I don't think my dad ever actually watched the movies. He would end up falling asleep and snoring. Oh, really? And it was hilarious because at some point it'd be like, wow. And then you have to elbow him and like, wake the fuck up, you old man. Where were you when you found out about uh, September 11th? I was here. In Auburn, um, I so I actually had a job interview that day. Yeah, and it was with uh, with with the, the school district, and it was for like an IT job or something like that. And I wake up. I was I, I woke up at like six o'clock in the morning, a little bit before six o'clock in the morning, and heard Howard Stern on the air talking about planes, and, and there was a plane that hit the building. And I I ran downstairs, and Dad's on the computer. I said, "Did." Did you hear what just happened? He goes, no. What happened? I said, a plane hit Tower 1. It was a Tower 1 or Tower 2. Anyways, a plane hit one of the towers. And he's like, no way. Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, yeah. I, and I went and turned the TV on. And we both stood there. And I had to get ready for work. I had to get ready for the interview. But we both stood there for nigh on 40 minutes. Had the second plane hit yet? No. No. As soon as I turned the TV on, that's when the plane hit. The first plane. Second plane. The second plane. Yeah. Okay. And we both just stood there, mouth agape, just like, holy shit, what the hell's going on? And then soon thereafter, like Tom Clancy, Tom Clancy came on and was talking about the terrorist attacks and, and whatever he said. But yeah, I, um, I, uh, that's, that's really when I started. I mean, I would probably listen to Howard Stern before that, but most of it's just not memorable stuff. Mostly, uh, Mostly whatever whatever else was on that channel is what I was listening to because, you know, afternoon drive and this and that. And mm-hmm. Ended up going to the interview. So the interview was, I can't remember what time the interview was, 10 or 11. And get in and they have a, it's like a boardroom. And they actually have, they have TVs on. So right. they have TVs in this boardroom and no one's paying attention to the TVs. And I was like. And it's like, still going on? Like yeah. Like that's on. Yeah, it's still going on, obviously. And, and, and. All the reports and this and that, and the towers had already collapsed, and it was awful. It was a bad, bad day. They shut down flights. My wife at the time, her father was stuck in Hawaii for almost a week. Stuck. Stuck. <laughs> you know, he couldn't get out of Hawaii. And then um, we had friends that were stuck somewhere, like they were in Chicago, I think. And they had to drive. They drove from Chicago. They literally bartered their way from Chicago to California by borrowing rental cars. Oh, but from other people. I'm sure shit was weird. Oh God, it was. There was. It was the first time in a long time that I can remember not hearing any ambient jet noise other than fighter jets, and that was rare in and of itself. You go outside, it was just silent. Right. It was nice. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, every, every. But how'd the job interview go? Oh, it didn't. It didn't. No. No, I got there, and uh, and they're all just normal. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you hear the news? And they're like, well, no, what? It's like, the, the World Trade Center just got hit. They're like, no, it didn't. I'm like, yeah, it's it's all over the... I pointed to one of the TVs. I said, it's all over the news. Right. I said, you guys don't listen... You guys aren't listening to... Oh, we don't have that. We don't. You, you listen to the radio here all the time. You're the... Dis, you're, you're, you walk into any district office, any school district, and you have your stupid Mix 96 or whatever the fuck stupid morning show you have on. Hey, 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 hey. Right, right. This is morning zoo, everybody. <laughs> we got some wacky, crazy stunts and phone scan coming up, blah, blah, blah. But first, let's talk about the tragedy of 9-11. Right. And that stupid DJ voice. And I'm like, you, you, you guys haven't been listening? Uh, that was it. I... 
unintentionally sabotaged the interview because I was annoyed with them for not paying attention not to what was fuck. fucking going yeah. on. I was at the gym of all places. Yeah. Nobody's going to believe. I was at the gym. They're all, he's so full of shit. He's never been at the fucking gym. Who's you gym? fucking liar. Cameron was, it's 2001, right? Yeah. Before someone shoots me in the head. Cameron was born on the second or the first? The first. I should probably know that one. So we're at the gym. I'm, at, I'm with my asshole boss and doing real estate at the time. And we look up. The old 27-inch JVC monitors hung from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> It, with huge straps so it doesn't fall down. Right. So no one's no one's working out. Everybody's doing this. Everyone's looking up. And he looked up and was like, what happened? And someone's like, uh, they crashed some airplanes into the, uh, what are they called? The, the World Trade Center. The, the World Trade Center. It was, it's both of them, right? Yeah. It's called the World Trade Center. And he's like, oh. He's like, do you want me to spot you or you want to spot me? And I just remember, and he was that arrogant anyways, but kind of, I do remember thinking kind of people were like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that happened. It didn't settle in. And Krispy Kremes is opening up across the street, so I'm going to go over there right now and get a couple glazed donuts. I mean, it took a while, I think, for people to go like, fuck, this happened. Yeah. You know? No, for me, it was immediate. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. This is, this is an historic moment in time. Yeah. And then since then, and I don't know where you fall into this, what category you fall into, but now there's been a bunch of speculation that we, we did it. It was done on purpose so that we could go over and take over the the oil and they've they've uh, they've talked about it in movies at the time. No one you would have been slapped if you suggested something like that. In order for that to happen, do I believe the conspiracy? Well, no, but there's a good conspiracy out there. And in order for that to happen, you would have to have crews going in. 24 hours a day and cutting the girders perfectly. Right. Like literally putting shape charges and cutting the girders at X amount of feet on every floor. And you're telling me that nobody would notice that. Right. Up until like there have been three attempts prior to that to bring the World Trade Center down. One of them was a bombing in the 90s. And then there was another attempt in right before 9-11 and then 9-11. So for them... Like, I'm surprised that they didn't try to hit the, the Sears Tower in Chicago, which is another major, you know, trade, trade center, and then a couple of other places. But, you know, you have all these other conspiracies out there, like the plane that hit the Pentagon. Well, it wasn't a plane. It was a giant missile. No, I mean, I heard a phone call of somebody saying, I just watched a plane fly down the middle of, you know, Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. And this was a plane that had been, that actually was circling, was looking for the White House. Right. And and then it saw the Pentagon and then went after the Pentagon. The, this person said, I watched this plane fly right into the goddamn Pentagon, you know? Right. And they're like, well, there's no, there's no plane pieces. It, it There's not going to be plane pieces on the outside because it went three rings in. Right. It's going to be just debris and shit all over the place. Right. So there's going to be pieces there. Oh, there's no engines and this and that. Yeah, there were. All you know, that stuff was there. So the White House thing is an interesting <laughs> thing because uh, I think my stepmom, and I, she always knows things that I wouldn't. She said, the White House is hard to find yeah. from the air. Yeah, it's a tiny little speck. Yeah. And they've got anti-aircraft guns on top of it. Do they? Yeah. Huh. And solar panels, uh, thanks to uh, Obama. Yeah. So it's I wonder it's, if Trump it's took those off. Uh, no, nah, probably not. We're taking the solar panels off, okay? 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 We're removing We don't like them. the solar panels. We don't like the solar panels. They're not environmentally conscious. The landscape put them on there. Let's get rid of them, okay? And we, we were thinking about putting wind turbines on. 
<laughs> but they're bad for the environment too because it kills birds. So and uh, we got planes flying around here. We got here. planes flying around here. Okay, what's Trump doing right now? I don't know. Golfing. Probably. Golfing. I was going to say probably golfing. Hanging out in his gigantic fucking mansion in Miami. Somewhere. Right. And how bad could that possibly be? Not. Not that bad. Not, not that bad. No. So you are out on the conspiracy theory of us, uh, of uh, Bush and Cheney secretly concocting some plan like they suggested in W. Yes. Okay. Um, Actually, they tiptoed all around that. It was like it already happened, and he was like, "Let's." Uh, Cheney was like, "Let's go in and take control of the. Let's go in and take it, uh, control of the the oil now, basically." Yeah. No. Um. If you ever if you ever watched the movie Cheney, I did. So with uh, Christian Bale, I absolutely did. Or, I I went out of my way to watch it, which is not a bad movie, and you could see, like throw out ninety percent of the dialogue, mm-hmm. but the whole idea behind it. I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Rockwell was fucking amazing in that movie, but but Christian Bale as Dick Cheney was even more amazing. Right. And I could see that I, I because I can see Cheney doing something like that. But for him to come up with a conspiracy to attack our own borders, that's that's far reaching. First and foremost, that has to go back years. Th- these guys, I mean, when you're when you're learning how to fly a plane and then you got to be able to do, you know, dead stick and you got to be able to do uh, by instrument and whatever else. It's not like you take one lesson, you learn how to take off and land and then you're good to go and you can fly a jet. It doesn't work like that. Right. It's a completely different animal. These guys had to have been practicing it for years. Let's say five years. Okay. So you go back five years and then that lines up with the first, you know, like the first attack on, on the trade center. So, and then you have to do your research. You have to figure out what's going on, when you can do it, how to do it, and this and that. It takes, anything like this takes years of preparation, but to learn how to fly a plane takes longer. And especially learning how to fly like like a, the difference between a 747 and a Cessna right mm-hmm. you know we're we're talking that's the difference between uh God, well, I don't even have to tell you what the difference right. is. We're talking stark contrast. Yeah, we're talking yeah. like a two-ton fucking piece of metal versus seven hundred pounds, right? Which is not true, right. but but that's the ratio. Yeah, you know? yeah, and you know, feather versus rock, right? And it just takes different. It takes a different technique to lift the heavy rock than it does a feather. And when when these people came over to do this, you know, they had a specific plan in mind. Now, now is the plan. Right. We are ready for this plan. Right. This is how we're going to do it. And then we're going to blah, blah, blah. And then the end result. Is it possible? Well, yeah, anything's possible. I mean, we trained Al Qaeda. We trained those guys, the, the Af- Afghani guerrillas and whatever else. And essentially that was our that was our our war versus versus Russia. You know, right. Afghanistan versus the Russians. Different was, politics, but same concept. Well, not even different politics. It, it was American politics versus Russian politics, keeping those fuckers out of Afghanistan. So this is Cold War stuff? Or, yeah. So, yeah. you know, in the 80s and the 90s. And we trained, the CIA trained all those guys. The CIA has a lot to do with a lot of the shit that happened in the Middle East, you know, with, with, the, with these micro wars, if you want to call them that. And like I said, is it possible? Well, obviously, if you even if you go back 20 years, they trained these guys to fly military jets. So why wouldn't they train their own to fly jets? Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then it just goes on down the line. Right. Right. So if you start off, you know, with the Gulf War and us 
training all these people to fly these jets. Well, Gulf War started in the 90s. Five years later, you have people training, training the trainees. And then these trainees are the ones five years later that attack. So, yeah, I mean, you could you could draw that line and say that we are ultimately responsible for what happened to us because we helped train these people. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where part of the conspiracy is. But the other thing is, is this the government fucking laced ghettos, inner city the LSD. Thing. Yeah, with yeah. LSD, right. and then there's the the AIDS rumor, and then there's this rumor, and Crack there's that cocaine. rumor. Yeah. yeah, to to keep people down. Right. You know. So, but the LSD thing, if you want to buy into, and it's this is true. It is absolutely true. They've already released the documents on it. But if you really want to start tying things together with what they've done to our country, what the military has done to just our country, it's not a far stretch to say. You know, that conspiracy could be true that they did this. Inadvertently, they trained the people that flew into the towers. So there's a hard-to-find now Osama bin Laden interview shortly thereafter where he said, if you want to... If you want to look to who's responsible for this, go back to your own leaders because yeah. it, it's it's got nothing to do with us. We were we already had an agreement and we were fine until this point. We're the fingers being pointed at us now, well. and we're being called terrorists. But everything was fine with us before this. And tell me if I'm wrong. Was there already an attempt at those buildings under the Clinton regime? Yeah, that was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I thought right. I read something like that. Somebody somebody went in and planted bombs um, underneath the building to collapse it from the inside. So then someone like Michael, what's his name? Michael Moore. Comes out and says, oh yeah, it's a, it's a big conspiracy. And of course he loves to do films like that. Yeah, Michael Moore hates America anyways, so right. fuck him. Right. He hates everything about America. Like his initial, like when he did the, uh, the, the initial documentary, Mac and Me and stuff like that. Look, I, you know, it started off good, but this is a guy that all he does is bitch and moan about everything. Like he's a lifetime NRA member and he did a documentary about, you know, anti-gun things and guns are bad and, mm-hmm. you know, well, hamburgers are bad too, Mike. Right. Stop eating them. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that you does fat fuck. That does show through, and he, he obviously is pulling to the left. I, I can see that now. He's, well, he's a hypocrite. He's yeah. he's one of the biggest fucking movie hypocrites out there. Yeah, and I have no respect for that guy. I have absolutely, I have little respect for people like him in terms of how they go about doing things. Right, and the way that they make movies. Like I said, when it started off with Mac and me, I'm sure there was a couple of others, but for me, when I when when I learned about Mac and me and read up on it and and watched a little bit of it and said, yeah, absolutely, GM is doing this and they're a bunch of dicks. You know, Ford's the same way and so is Chevy. Mm-hmm. Or not Chevy, uh, Ford, GM, Dodge. Right. Duh. And... You know what what had happened in Michigan. What's going on in Michigan right now is, I mean, that's that's all one thing, one huge thread too. Which is, if you watch what they've done and shut down all these plants, and then all of a sudden Michigan's in this state, you know, right, of just utter fucking awfulness. You got you got problems, right? You know, and 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 that documentary brought to light a lot of these problems, but it didn't fix anything. There's no, he didn't come up with a solution, right? He just came up with a complaint, right? You know, so instead of this greasy hamburger, sloppy shorts wearing, Bermuda shirt wearing, sweaty, probably bo guy, there are more interesting people out there. I'm gonna drop this name out, Jello Biafro. I know the name. 
Dead Kennedys. Okay, right. I've read a lot of stuff where people sit down. Uh, Dave Mustaine of Megadeth in the UK, in, in the UK. and uh, uh, Holiday in Cambodia. All yeah. the stuff he did, you know. But uh, it, so Dave Mustaine sits him down. I read Dave Mustaine's book, uh, Megadeth. For those of you who don't know, the main guy, and he was like, "Jello, we want you to get involved in this." And he's like, "I can't get involved with that because GM's involved and they do this, and I can't think of what exactly the things were." But it's like this guy knew everything that was wrong with it. Like I can't be involved with Pepsi because, <laughs> and went on and on until Dave Mustaine was like, "Well, then fuck it." <laughs> We just won't have you involved then. Right. <laughs> and he had a problem with everything. He had a problem with <coughs> everything to do with America, corporate America. He knew something that was wrong with all of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you go and you just, you sit there in your life and you just point out all the bad shit, then all the bad shit's going to come, come to the surface. Right. It's like watching cars. If you, if you want to see a yellow car, every third car is going to be a yellow right. car because right. you're looking for yellow. Right. And that's the thing with documentaries now is you have to be willing to do the homework and sort through what parts are going to stand out and be a truth for you. Or maybe there's a whole bunch of bullshit in there because anybody can make a documentary and make it seem like whatever their point of view is, is like the truth, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a band that started in 1978. The last studio album that they had was Bedtime for Democracy in 1986. Right. And all they do is tour on the road. Right. And then, the, now, I don't know if Jello's involved in the band anymore, but... Well, he does spoken word stuff now, which brings me to, like, Henry Rollins. He has a lot to say. Um. Yeah, so... In 2013, 2014, Dead Kennedys had world tours, mostly in North American cities, and then they did uh, South America in 2015, 2016. In 2017, East Bay Ray revealed that the band and Jello had been approached by the punk-oriented music restival. Restival? Restival. <laughs> the restival fight rest. A punk restival. Fucking, I'm such a dummy. Uh, Riot Fest about a potential reunion while Ray and the rest of the band wanted to do it. Biafra refused because, you know, why he's a, not? He's a dick. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I mean, it, it gets to the point where why do you want to hang out with people that are just like that? You know, look, I I know listening back on some of the shows, I could be fucking just Mr. No, Mr. Negative. But I understand the concept. Some of it's some of it's forced and faked. Right. You know, and I just get into this groove of saying no to Joe or, you know, fuck this or this sucks or whatever else. Right. If it sucks, it sucks. If it's good, it's good. Right. But if you are keeping anybody, if you own the band name and you won't let anybody else use the band name and these other guys want to go out. Right. Like just reform. Like um, it happens all the time. I'm trying to. We're fighting over like, the name Rat. Why, why, don't, <laughs> why don't you just call the band Frank and Christ? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Which is a is that a real band or is that no that no an that's album? that's the, one of the albums oh, okay. from yeah. uh, from the Dead Kennedys right. right. Or in God We Trust or or whatever. You name it after one of the songs in Dead Kennedys. And then at the, at the bottom, you can say like, you know, uh, an offshoot of the Dead Kennedys. Or right. Whatever. Right. Stephen Piercy's Rat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or uh, um, Jack Russell's Great White, you know. Yeah. I might or, have heard that one. Or uh, Tracy Guns, L.A. Guns. There's like five different L.A. Guns bands. No you know. shit. Oh god, it's it. That's that that whole saga is just insanely weird. Um, yeah. Um, you were talking about uh, Henry Rollins. I love Henry Rollins. I love his spoken word. I haven't listened to any of it. I don't know that much about it. Enlighten me. Um, have you ever seen a grown man cry? Yes. Is that one of them? Uh, I don't know. I he did. 
what turned me on to Henry Rollins was, God, he did, this was years ago. Maybe it was, I think it, it may have been Opie and Anthony or or one of the talk shows. And he he went on and he was just articulate and funny and interesting. So right. I, I started looking up some of his stuff. And once in a while, I'll go through like this Henry Rollins phase right. of listening to his stuff. But, you know, and the one that sticks out, obviously, because I'm a Van Halen fan, is his story about David Lee Roth. I have to hear it. And... I, I can't do it justice. I am not going to repeat the story. Well, paint, do, do broad strokes. No, no, no. There is no, no broad strokes. Oh, okay. Other than it was New York at a at an art gallery, and it was really, really funny. And, and Henry Rollins is a huge David Lee Roth fan. And at that time, he's like, I'm Henry fucking Rollins, right? And yeah, I, I'm not going to get into the story. But he, and, and then when he met Dave, he's just like, oh, okay, are you... <laughs> Hi, Mr. Lee Roth. How are you doing? <laughs> Diamond Dave. And, and then and then he was just like he left and then he came back because Dave brought him back and and it was just a little bit different and then they became you know cordial I guess yeah but he his whole take was well it's a fucking hair band but even though I'm I'm a big fan you know fucking hair bands and this and that they suck blah 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 he had this stigma in his head and he still does you know a lot of a lot of these corporate bands or whatever he fucking doesn't like because they're just garbage and I get it you know that's 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 Henry Rollins being Henry Rollins you right. know and what movie was he in this is the the movie that he oh he was in um he was in that movie with uh, Charlie Sheen and Kirsty Swanson where they're where he steals her car and they're driving to Mexico. I don't oh know. Oh my god. Um well I think The Chase. The Chase. I think he's got something on Netflix going too, doesn't he? Uh he may. I, I think he does. I think he does a he has like a um like a stand-up show, The oh, Chase. Okay. So I listened to him on Rogan and I was mildly interested, but he basically said he's pretty antisocial. Yeah, there is. Like he gets invited to stuff and he's uncomfortable going, like parties, like Hollywood elite parties or something. And he's like, I don't want to go. So, yeah, the first time that I ever saw Henry Rollins really was in that movie. It was this 1994 movie. It's called The Chase. It's got, um, well, it's got Anthony Kiedis and it's got Ray Wise, which is one of Joe's. uh, Ray Wise is actually one of uh, our favorite um, actors. Henry Rollins, I don't know who Josh Mostel is, Charlie Sheen, and Kirsty Swanson. Who I don't even know who the fuck that is. She was she was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original Buffy. Oh, the original. And she was also in The Phantom, and she was in uh, Psych, the TV series. I like the original Buffy movie. And uh, so Henry Rollins plays an officer, and he's the driver of the lead police car. And then he does a whole bunch of other things. There's his uh, spoken word. Johnny Mnemonic. That's what I saw him in. He was in Heat. Heat? Where was he in Heat? I don't know. Lost uh, Highway. That's a weird fucking movie right there. Yeah, that's a, that's a movie. Like I can't get into David Lynch. I, you can't? I don't understand him. I don't get it. I veered away, but I mean, Blue Velvet is fantastic. Yeah. But Wrong Turn 2. Was he Wrong in? Turn 2. Ugh. Wrong Turn 1 is a weird movie. Or is is that the one with uh, Sean Penn? I believe so, yes. Oh, he does a lot of voiceovers. Or is it U-Turn? U-Turn. <laughs> it's U-Turn. Um, it's the second no. installment in the Wrong Turn film the series. Wrong Turn Ugh. film. Oh, there's a part three. Left for Dead. <laughs> Legally left for dead. Yeah. Oh, there's there's six of them. Yeah, there's uh, and a and a reboot. <laughs> Bloody beginnings, bloodlines, last resort, and then wrong turn. Bloody beginnings is the prequel. They're like, let me take you back before the first wrong turn. Yeah, <laughs> it's a prequel. Bloodlines. This was the original 
Wrong turn. <laughs> did you know that the second Indiana Jones is a prequel? Yeah. Temple of Doom? Yeah. Yes, I did know that. Dan Aykroyd's in that movie. We talked about Aykroyd. Yeah, we did. Uh, it's There's only a couple things for me. Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters. Obviously. Uh, what's the other one? So he was on Rogan, and I was like, this guy's rubbing me the wrong way. And, and But you're like, I love Aykroyd. I, I, I like listening to him, and... He went off on that tangent about the skulls, and then he went into the his skull fucking vodka. skull vodka. I got turned off. I was like, shut the fuck up. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened to me. I was just like... But you kept listening. Uh, for I No, I only listened to that segment, and, and I, well, there's maybe one or two other segments that I listened to, Yeah, but his conspiracy theories are great, and they always lead into something like the conspiracy theory of Ghostbusters, you know, right. Ghostbusters because of his, his brother was a real Ghostbuster and his father was into it and yeah. his grandfather. And then he, something about uh, being an original something or other. Right. And, and every time I hear it, like, like Bigfoot, like the Bigfoot conspiracy. Yeah. My Laura, my sister-in-law. Yeah. Her great uncle. Okay. Is the one that named him, named Bigfoot, founded Bigfoot and, took the original plaster cast mold of the foot. Well, no, where the fuck's he? Let's talk to him. He's no longer with us. Okay, well. Oh, he was in Driving Miss Daisy. That That's actually... Well, but but in that one, he's like, Mama. Yeah, uh, he was in 1940. He was good in 1941. Do you funny. like that movie? I love that movie. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. I actually like Dr. Detroit, too. Dr. He was great Detroit. in Trading Places, obviously. Spies Like Us. Yeah, Twilight Zone. Um, I never saw Nothing Last Forever. I don't... Remember that movie? That's like something that probably came came out years later. Joe loves Dragnet, does he? And I I I like Dragnet, but I'm not like I can watch it anytime because it is good because yeah. of Dabney Coleman. But for the most part, I was just like, uh, you know. And he also <laughs> likes the Great Outdoors, the Couch Trip. I kind of like, but Joe really loves the Great yeah, Outdoors. The Great Outdoors. I like candy. I see, like I like candy more than I like Ackroyd normally. Yeah, yeah. But see, the thing about Ackroyd is he nailed the Blues Brothers part of Elwood so much and he nailed his part in Ghostbusters so much that how do you how do you possibly say that you don't like him because you don't like him in you no, know. no, and that's that's the thing. I like like in in the great outdoors where he plays like Roman Maroney or whatever the guy's name is. Right, Roman, I think is his right. name is Roman Maroney's from Don, the Donnie. shyster brother-in-law. Yeah, but you know, um, he, he the the Italian guy. Hey, we're gonna go get some pasta fazool. You know, yeah, he plays that character, Roman Craig. That's it right there. And uh, and I I love the character because he's such a douche. Right. Yeah. Let's go some. Let's go blow some coin, boys. You know. Right. And but he's broke. Yeah, and he's just trying to make it up. And then John Candy's the guy that plays the stable, the good guy. You know, they don't have any real problems financially because they're not, you know, living above their means. Yeah. And this, even though this trip is extravagant, they have everything planned out about how much they're going to spend. What they they know what they can do, right? Right. And then Dan Aykroyd plays that character where he's just like, I don't give a shit about money, and. And for the most part, it's a fun movie to watch. It's not bad. I'm, I'm not in, you know, it's not, it's not a go-to movie for me. What's your favorite uh, John Candy role? Oh, it would have to be Ghostbusters. No, I'm, I'm saying John Candy. Oh, John Candy? Oh, uh, uh, Uncle Buck. I was going to say it should be easy. It's an easy answer. Well, there's multiple ones because he was good. He's good in, uh, where are we at? Uh, there we go. He's good in pretty much everything he does. Right. 
But yeah, he although like, I did turn one on where he's like uh, in, in like some bobsledding thing or something, and I was like, oh, that was Canadian uh, bacon or something. Oh or, no, not Canadian. Oh, bacon. something else. No, he was in uh, Cool Runnings, and I was like, I'm having a hard time with this. But my favorite, my favorite role of John Candy's isn't even a like he was great in planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, but that's that is not my favorite role of John Candy. My favorite role forever of John Candy is from Vacation. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, folks. I was gonna Park bring it up. Closed. I was gonna bring it up too. He's got like the lisp. Moose out front should have told you, right? Just a small bit part. Yeah, and that's that's that is absolutely one of, because he plays. You know, he got he told me to get down on my. He told me to get down and roll over like a dog. <laughs> that's what it was. So I was talking to you a little bit. Uh, uh, we were just texting, and I said, "You know, like Bill Murray is my main go-to." But I was I was also like, you know, uh, Chevy Chase's facial expressions, like are almost better than anything he could possibly say or, or, you know, like that's his best acting as some of the, just the, the looks that he gets on his face are classic vacation spice like us stands out. Um, when they're, when the Russian guys are going to kill him, you know? Yeah. They're like, we're going to take you back over here instead of killing you. And he's like, <laughs> he's like shaking his head. Yeah. And then, uh, Caddyshack, I mean, Oh, and what a piece of shit Caddyshack 2 that movie fucking is. hate I hated that fucking movie and it was because of Dan Aykroyd yeah you know uh, Frank McRae is the guy that uh, was that that said that those lines it made me get down he also played the police commissioner in I believe um, uh, 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 Last Action Hero oh that's him right there okay yeah that's the guy that's uh, Schwarzenegger yeah yeah yeah, he was in Last Action Hero. So uh, he was in a movie called Fist. Aykroyd Great. brings me to oh what? shit, he was in 1941 with John Candy and Aykroyd. I didn't. Okay, this guy was in Used Cars. Yeah, he was 48 Hours, Vacation. So he's been in a bunch of movies with Aykroyd and Candy. What's Used Cars? Is that uh, that's uh, Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah. and uh, Jack. God, I never get his name right. He played in um, Problem Child. He played John Ritter's dad. Okay. Yeah, I like Russell. Jack uh, Jack Warden. I was going to say Jack Ward, but it's got Joe Flaherty in it, also SCTV, Michael McKean, you know, Better Call Saul, David Lander, you know, they've got Lenny and Squiggy in it. Oh, right, right, right. Dick Miller. That Dick Miller is one of those guys that you don't really know anything about movies unless you know Dick Miller. And Dick Miller is is that guy that he was in like a he's in a bunch of fucking horror movies. He's like he was like a staple of eighties horror movies, very much like um the the uh, the Chinese guy that's in Die Hard, you know, with the long. He's also in uh uh Big Trouble in Little Big China. Trouble in Little China, the bus driver. No, no, that's that's um that's Egg. Oh, no, okay. the, he always plays bad guys. He's and he and he's bald on top. He's the guy that <laughs> in Die Hard, when they have all the guys in the tower, they have some on the floor, on the ground floor. Show me a picture of him. No, no, I'm going to tell you. All right. And then you'll know who he is. All right. And when he's, when he's walking around, he sees the candy counter and he goes, oh, and he takes like out a Zagnut and he starts eating the Zagnut. What movie is this? Die Hard. I can't even remember it. What? I can't remember the The only thing I remember about the original Die Hard is the black cop and- Al. And and he's and and his wife is on the phone and she's like, "Are you eating donuts or something?" He's like, or he's talking, or he's like, "No, I I had to I had to we found some cocaine on somebody and I had to taste it. This isn't powdered what? donut residue. Isn't that Die Hard? No. What am I talking about? Then? I have no fucking clue. I'm making shit up. <laughs> That's got to be Die Hard. No, it's not. All right, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I, I don't. <laughs> we'll come back to that. I'll, I'll I'll find out what that actually. Al, this is the guy. Al, that guy. 
Okay, yeah, I've seen him. In See, stuff. he's at yeah. the candy counter. Right. Oh, Die he's eating Nestle Crunch bar. That's how many diehards are there now? Uh, six. Didn't they start saying Five. like Die Harder? Yeah, it's Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard. Die Harder. That's when you've completely like everybody at the table's like, I don't know, Die Harder. I guess. I, I heard a great story about this guy Al. So Al Young is perpetually the '80s bad guy, right? Right. And. I'm on one of these motion picture groups and this person was detailing this. I was like, I didn't know for the longest time that this was the guy that was in Die Hard. Like, this is always Uncle Al. He's my godfather and this and that. And he's always, he's like the nicest guy and and he would show up and there's a picture of of Al, like like when he's this age right here. Yeah. It's like, well, when he's, you know, Die Hard age. So like probably in his 40s, maybe 30s. <laughs> is sitting there and he's got he's got the kid on his lap and you're like holy shit that's the fucking guy that's in every that's the bad guy in every right. goddamn 80s movie ever he's like and he's the sweetest guy it was such a nice story to read like obviously it, you know you know that he's just a nice guy but he just plays a bad guy on screen cast yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's on purpose i mean he he's he's specifically set out to be this type of guy i think or he didn't set out. He set out to be an actor and then fell into this. And it's such an easy job that it's just like, fuck it, you know, let's be the bad guy. Let's have fun. Right. And and you just see him sitting there just, you know, this is my Uncle Al. So like, do you so, he's still got the fucking Fu Manchu going on. You think a guy like this just makes scale on all those oh, parts? No, 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 no. Uh, in the beginning, yes, but after after a while, because he, he becomes one. When you, even though you're like a background or secondary character, right, you become in demand, right, because you can get the job done. And you know, obviously, he, with all the movies that he's been in, he he can he he gets paid whatever his scale his scale is. So, which would be what do you think? Like, what is the it could be a what million the, dollars a film? What is the bottom amount of money? Because you can just get paid <coughs> like the day laborer rate of Hollywood, couldn't you? It's like six hundred forty dollars a day. That's it. That's for one scene. So, but like, so if you showed up, so one scene. Yeah. Like at a couple hours of work, and you could make seven hundred bucks. Is what you're telling me? Huh? That's it. Huh? Oh, I heard. A, I, I, you know, I was following. I don't know why, but I was following Mickey Rourke one time in this interview, and he was saying he he, he got to a part in his life where he was he was like so depressed, and he was like living in his closet and talking to his dogs, and he went out somewhere to get spaghetti, and Sylvester Stallone was there, and he's like, "Hey, I'm doing this movie, and I forget what movie it was, like uh, Get Carter or something." Ah, uh, three sixty one. And he's like, uh, that's it? Yeah. The day rate is $361 per day. That's fucking a lot of money. You think so? What do you think the average... Do You you make 13... How much do you make an hour on average? Uh, I, I gross 40 an hour. Okay. Times eight. Is 320. It's $40 more than you make. Well, yeah. So it's more than $40 an hour. Okay. To, to, to uh, show up and... Pick your nose. And pick your nose until they go, hey, you're going to spend the next 15 minutes over here doing this. Right. Yeah, that ain't bad. And the weekly rate is $1,200. Okay. I thought that's, I, but that's I, only like three days of work. It says non-union actors non, oh, are allowed. Are allowed while background actors are not covered. Okay. I, I would have thought more. Now, that's not... That doesn't... Like, background actors do get paid. It just depends. Sometimes they get paid in food and drink. Yeah. 
uh, sometimes they get paid paid. Yeah. But the day rate, like an like like a speaking role or or camera time, that's yeah. what you get paid right there. So like I thought it was more than that. In this interview, Rourke was saying I was depressed. I was living in my closet talking to my dogs, and uh, Sylvester Stallone walks up to him in a restaurant and says, "Hey, I, I need a guy that I need a guy that looks like he can kick my ass." You know what I mean? Yeah. So he comes out to do a couple scenes and get Carter, and he called it a day's work. He's like, "I picked up a day's work." You know? Well, yeah, but Mickey Rourke gets paid whatever Mickey Rourke gets paid. Yeah. He doesn't get SAG day. Right. But I didn't realize you could be in a movie and have a couple scenes and you were only there for one day. Yeah. And he's not in the movie that much. There's like a scene where he's in the club and I, I think a scene where they fight or something. Yeah. Um, and it depends. Like the scene, the scene in the, the, like when they fight, that could take like 16 hours. Okay. So it just depends. So like I said, it like the day rate is for average speaking role. Like I got a buddy that works in Hollywood and he does, he, he'll get paid SAG rates. Mm-hmm. And he's been in a bunch of, bunch of films and, and TV movies and whatnot. And so he gets the, he gets the day rate, right? Or sometimes he'll get the weekly rate depends on how, how it goes or, right. or how long the shoot goes. So when that happens, cause you have to build your resume and then people will recommend you and do this and that and the other thing. And the more you do, the more background work you do, the more whatever you do, the the more you'll get recommended. You know, you have to fit, fit a certain profile, you have to fit a certain role or whatever else. But for the most part, it's not like the '80s where they're just you have these like like Al or right. or uh, Dick Williams or, or Dick Williams, uh, the the guy I just had him up to. Dick Miller, where you have these guys that that get these cult followings, right? And they can pretty much set their their rates. Like, I'm not going to do this movie for less than this amount of money, right? You know, because I've got I've got like a hundred movies that are stacked up behind that will want me for a day or two. Gotcha. So at that point, you can start saying this is what it's going to cost you because I've got five other movies that are paying me that right now. Gotcha. So this is my only experience with it personally. I was working with a concrete company that did precast concrete countertops and there was that do-it-yourself TV show uh-huh. where this guy Craig like ambushes people outside of Home Depot or whatever and he's like, hey, let us come over to your house and we'll do all these things. And some people are like, fuck you. And then every once in a while they're like, yeah. And then that's the show, right? So I was working with this concrete company and we got on that show to to put these countertops on that show. We had to be there from 6 o'clock in the morning till about 1 a.m. for three days straight, and it was free. We didn't get any money. The Fuck only th- that. Well, the only thing we got is the exposure. And then from that, I'm on Craigslist one time. Oh, hold on. Let me pay my rent and exposure. Well, it didn't It didn't work out. And dicks. That didn't work out. But so we did it. And then from that, I used that as I was, I used to go on Craigslist when I was living at my parents' house. And there was this thing called gigs. And they're like, we're looking for somebody in the Grass Valley area to carry our camera equipment or something like that. So I went in and I led in with my, well, I was on this TV show, blah, blah, blah. This is my name. So I'm laying in bed one morning. And I'm like, fucking whatever. I get this phone call and it ends up being, and I didn't even know it at the time. It's, I ended up helping out with the ghost adventurer show <laughs> in uh, Grass Valley when they filmed, or Nevada City when they filmed the Holbrook. So I got to be a part of that. That paid 150 bucks, which they don't even give you the money right then. You got to wait for a check in the mail. And then they let me keep all the food and the ice chests and shit. That was the best part. <laughs> <clears throat> the Holbrook Hotel is actually really nice. I don't know if it was the Holbrook. It's, it's it, in Nevada City. Yeah. No, that I I said the wrong one. It's uh it's the one in Nevada City. 
that's been there for like a million years. Oh. <clears throat> Haunted. Haunted. Mm. There, there it is. is. I helped out on that. Travel channel. They roll my they roll my name through the credits at the end and everything. Nice. Yeah. It was fun, I guess. Wasn't doing anything else that night. <laughs> The National Hotel. So the guy, oh. the main guy on that, I don't know what his name is. I can't remember. But he's an asshole. Which one? Zach Nick yeah, or Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a fucking asshole. The National Hotel. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was fun. I don't know where else to go with that. Well, <laughs> there is my bad experiences this Fuck. week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Should we talk about it? So the first thing that happens is it's Monday of this week and we're hungry and it's lunchtime and we don't have any money. But my buddy Dalton has a gift card from Subway, which we already know won't work at the one on 49 for some reason. They're like, we like they have a sign outside handwritten. They're like, we don't take your gift cards. Fuck off. <laughs> so he's like, is there another Subway? I Fuck go, yeah. you and your fucking gift Fuck cards. Fuck you and your fucking gift cards. So he's like, I got $15. I'm like, great. We can split a sandwich. So I say, there's another one over next to Rayleigh's. Yeah. So we drive over there. Well, for, they, the, for most of the people that are listening. Right. There's, there, we have at least three subways in our area where we live. And they're all, they're all with, they're all about five to eight miles apart. What's the third one? There's uh, Maidu. Oh, well, yeah. I've been way over there next to the liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. Down by Indian Hill. I forgot about that one. I wouldn't have drove all the way over there anyways. So we go. I think it's owned by the same guy anyways. Probably. Fucking asshole. (laughs) So he starts trying to call because we want to have some confirmation that they're going to take the card and no one's answering. Right. And and so I'm telling him like, what what time does it say they open? He's telling me 10 o'clock. So we, I'm like, fuck it, we'll just drive over there then. So we drive over there. Now it's 11.30 and we show up and like the open sign's not on. We walk up to the place. It's all dark. We're looking through the window. And I'm like, I don't think this place is open. And I look down and it says 10 o'clock, basically every day of the week, right. ten, 10 to 8 or something. And then I look up and I see this motherfucker and he's inside the place and he's bringing out all the trays. Right. He's putting the trays down. And so now we're like, huh, and I don't want to be a prick, but I'm kind of like... No, it'd be a prick to this guy. Well, no, I'm looking, and you know the guy because we already talked about it. Yeah. So I'm looking through the window, and I'm I'm gently kind of... I'm tapping a little bit, but I'm not being a prick. Right. And uh, nothing. And then he comes back out, and now we're waving, and pretty soon I start like, hey, motherfucker. Open the door. We're out here, and he does this. He does like the... And he's putting the shit in, and he does like the... He does like the the little look over the side look, and then it's like it's almost like we like just could have just like vanished into thin air as the way he looked at us. So we stood out there for another fifteen minutes, and this fucking prick didn't open the door, and I was like, "Fuck this!" That that guy is notorious. So when the pandemic hit, he was the first to close his store. So it's a franchise. Yeah, and and uh, he shut it down because I got I got like a craving for a Subway meatball sandwich one day. Yeah. And it was like fucking for dinner and whatever else. So we went over there and it wasn't open. And it doesn't say closed because of this or anything else like that. It's just closed. Right. And that wasn't the first time. So that was that was like the fourth time that we had been over there to, to at different times, like lunch or, or dinner or snack or whatever. And it's always closed. It wasn't until recently that he opened. Like he was open a couple of weeks ago and I refused to go back there. Like I know the previous owners of that subway and they're, they're just stand up people, really, really awesome people. And then they sold, they sold the franchise because he wanted to do something else. Well, they all wanted to do something else. Um, two of them went to open up another restaurant and, and two of them went to do, uh, like, like tax prep services or whatever. 
and just awesome people all around. So when they sold the franchise, I don't know if it was the same person, but I think it's the same person that bought the franchise when they sold it and they, and he bought both of their stores and it's just gone downhill. Yeah. It's, it, it's cheap fucking shit. He doesn't sell gluten-free stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't give a fuck about that. Well, but he offers it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there on the menu. It says, you know, ask about our gluten-free whatever. Now, I, I, in fact, I'm starting to have problems with some gluten. Okay. And so I have to look for alternatives. And for the most part, I don't have a problem with it, but I, I, I'm starting. And I don't know if that's a um, psychosomatic because my my niece has gluten problems. Right. So, but so telepathically now you do too. Yeah, <laughs> by osmosis. <laughs> and like she starts eating something with gluten, and then your stomach gets upset. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah, exactly. She called, Are you eating gluten, yeah. you motherfucker? <laughs> Uncle Mike, stop eating the gluten. Follow me on this, though. And you... Oh, that guy's a turd anyway. I'm talking short. about... So if you work in retail, right? Yeah. And I've I've worked in retail. I've done sales. I've I've made sandwiches. I've made pizza. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the thing. And it's whether you own this place or not, right? This is what happens. People come in to your establishment. They are expecting for you to give a fuck... Even if it's a Subway sandwich, yeah. you should act like you give a fuck, right? It right. doesn't have to be perfect. It's n- probably not going to be, but let me feel welcomed. Let me feel like there's a purpose to me being there and that the reward for me is you're going to make me something that I asked for and I'm going to give you money and then everybody's happy, right? Yeah. Whether you fucking hate your job or you don't. You know what's even better about that with retail is like you could be having a really bad day. And all you have to do is like, and a customer comes in and they know that you're having a bad day and you just look at them and say, look, I totally apologize. And you kind of half explain why oh, I'm having a bad day because of this. And then like, oh, well, I hope you have a better day. You know, yeah. don't, don't worry about it or, or whatever. And even if they're regulars, like the regulars are the best, but just like random customer will come in and they could say the most innocent thing right. that will just perk your day up. Like, when was it? It was just like a couple of weeks ago. A person comes in and goes, you know, that's the cleanest bathroom I've ever been in in a gas station. Right. And you're like, well, well, I appreciate that. Thanks. So here's what rubs me the wrong way about this. Brick. This fucking guy. And I've been in a shop before and I don't I don't remember what the what the banter was and whether I was impressed or not or whether I liked the sandwich. I mean, it probably tastes like any fucking Subway sandwich from any other Subway on the planet. Right. Besides how I told him to make it. Right. right. This guy could this guy saw me. This guy looked over and there was like, there was a, like a, just a minute second of like, we made some eye contact, right? This fucking guy could have come over, even if he talked me through the window and said, Hey, I'm behind. Yep. I'm not going to open the door for another 20 minutes. This fucking guy instead goes in the back and I'm like, so he's got to walk be in his shop. He's got to walk down the side of the counter. And he's got to walk where I can't see him. And then there's a door he could walk out of. Yeah. And now he's coming down the front of the aisle where I'm ordering my sandwich, basically. Yeah. He walked around the back after we made eye contact. And I was like, well, there it is. He's going to come out now. Nope. He's he's either going <laughs> to unlock the door or he's going to tell me, like, like, look, I know what the sign says, but I, I don't open till noon. This fucking prick went back there and hid for 15 fucking minutes. Yep. Now... I'm, you know, I work for somebody else. So now I'm running out of time. I got to go, right? Yeah. I didn't have anything to eat that day. I had like an orange and some fucking crackers or something that Dalton gave me and like drank a Gatorade that was like left over my lunchbox for last 
week. It's so I'm warm, like, a warm fuck. Gatorade. I'm like, fuck this guy. And I'll never go back. And I don't know if that matters to him or not. I don't know if he owns the place. I don't know if his folks own the place. But you've lost my business at your shop forever now. Yeah. Like, I'll never go back because of that's how you treated me one time. I tell everybody not to go there. Yeah. I, and they're like, oh, you know, a good place to go. I'm like, not Subway. And <laughs> I guess that doesn't matter to him. No, he doesn't give a shit one way or the other because he will he gets he he gets the buses or, or whatever that, that end up in that parking lot yeah. or people that are hungry. But there's a great right next door because you, you told me this. There's a burrito place. And it's, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. No, it's really good. But right next door to that. There's flames, right? Don't go to that restaurant. That's no. the one at the at, at no. the end. Yeah. It, that one, um, the people that owned it, they did a really good job, and then they were having problems because of the pandemic, so they sold it, and some guy bought it. I won't say what, who, you know, right? He ended up firing everybody because we used to get at my at my place of work, we used to get all the um, the waitresses, yeah, coming over, wait staff, whatever you want to call them, stewardesses, right. <laughs> You're making me think of something totally sexist you told me outside about girls that work at uh, radio stations. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that later. They're called holes. Oh, Mike came right out with it. <laughs> and, uh, holes. Yeah. But they, no, these, these, these are awesome. These chicks are good. They, they're, right. they're awesome. They would come over all the time and be really nice. And we, and I would reciprocate and I would buy food from them. Yeah. And the person that bought this fucking restaurant fired everybody, hired his own family and can't do shit to, to get orders out. And if he does, if he does get the orders out there, it's cold. The food is just cold. It's, it's not, it's half cooked. It's, it's garbage. So he blew it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the burrito place I was actually specifying is not in the Rayleigh's parking lot. It's oh. over in the Safeway parking lot over right, right. here off of Bell. Yeah. And I don't know what the place is called, but I wanted to... So on the other end of the spectrum, we went in there one day. The first thing that happened is... Uh, and I think it's called Flamin' Burrito or something. Cause something that's, like that, yeah. So you know the place I'm talking about. Yeah, it's over by the, It's like the haircut place. So we went over there, and right. we were like, well, let's just go in here. Let's just go in here, because a lot of times we go to Safeway. Yeah. We it's, tried. By, it's by that awful sports clips. Yeah. that's ex- in fact, What I about almost, the sports clips? No, I almost walked into the hair salon or the the nail yeah. studio, yeah, and, yeah. and Dalton's like, you're going in the nail studio. And I was like, how do you know I don't want to? <laughs> I, I may need a pedicure. Oh, you want nail? <laughs> so we go in there, and... The first thing that happened, and I really don't have a problem with this at this point. I've surrendered. They said, hey, you don't have a face mask. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. And they handed us both masks. And they were like, hey, it's nothing against you. It's a weird thing. But we have to have you put that on to order. And then if you want to sit down in our establishment, you can take it right back off. And I was like, you're providing it? Fine. Not a problem. So we order up. And uh, so the flip side of this fucking guy at Subway is this lady there. And it, I, it always makes me scratch my head. I'm like, is, is she an employee or maybe she's she probably a part- owns the place because she was like almost overly attentive. You know what I mean? I was almost like, hey, yeah. we're good. Like, you don't have to walk over here every 35 seconds. And, you know, it, it's fine. We'll tell you if it's bad. And it was decent. And that's all I, you know, that's all I really want. I mean, I got I got something simple anyways. I got like a bean burrito with sour cream. Right. And Dalton went in on their like super hot something or other and thought it was delicious. But it was the it was the complete flip of what you would expect when you go through what I call just like a hole in the door or just a hole in the wall somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you you never really know what to expect. And I, I would absolutely go back there. It wasn't expensive. The food was fine. 
And she was like ready to wipe our faces for us if that's what we wanted. The same with Mountain Mike's. Like the people that own Mountain Mike's, it's it's a family. Yeah. But they are so attentive and and overly attentive right. to everybody. And they know who we are. And we don't come in that often, but they always know who we are. They always they're always asking how we're doing and bring up some minor fact that we brought up last time. Or yeah. how's your kids? Or how's this? Or how's that? That's funny you brought that up because we talked about them on another episode. And I I worked at Mountain Mike's. Yeah. And Joe and yourself both said the ingredients are terrible. And I never knew the difference. Yeah, you can you can tell the the ingredients are cheap. Yeah. But I'll take I'll take customer service and and uh, niceties, right? And you know the the even though it's family owned and whatever else, and they've got to do what they've got to do to make money over them not getting good ingredients any day of the week because I can just order like there's a ton of pizzas out there, a ton of toppings and whatever else. I don't have to order sausage all the time. I can order whatever and still be just as satisfied or more so because they took the time and they were nice. And, you know, hell, like, hey, uh, this pizza's not going to be ready for X amount of time. If you leave your number, we'll call you when it's ready. Right. Type of thing. Customer service, warm, inviting, a good atmosphere. Yeah. You want to come back. Maybe the food wasn't a thousand percent, but you had a good time. You're with your family. You guys had some laughs. Yeah. And it felt good and you want to come back. Yeah. And, and, and the owners are dicks. Right. You know, as opposed to that guy at Subway, like I said, I there, and that's not the only one. There's a, there's a gas station where, and we were talking about this as well, where we have, um, I don't know if he's the owner, but he's definitely the manager and he treats everybody like shit. Right. So I had a customer that came in and I saw him walking. So the, from where the Valero is to where my station is. Your vantage point. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see Valero, but there's, cause there's a car wash there, but it's. Oh, whatever. It's 200, it's 500 feet, if that, right? Right. Quarter of a mile, give or, give or take. And I got this guy who works at one of the motels and he comes into my store and he goes, I can't stand that store. And I was like, why? What's going on? He goes, well, I went in there to buy a vape and he was being a dick to me and I called him out on it and he added $5 to the price. Why? Because he can. Fuck I, that. So if any, if that ever happens, you can go to the Department of Weights and Measures and you can complain, and they get enough complaints. There's going to be an investigation. Right. They get, in fact, because he's actually broken the law, <laughs> and he's done it more than once. Is he breaking the law? Oh yeah, it's against the law. Okay, you can't just attack on a five dollar surcharge to something just because you don't like somebody's attitude. You know, and and especially on a product that has a set price. Right. So he he added five dollars onto that set price of the product. And he, so he comes over, he goes, and he's walking through. He's like, do you have any of this, this, t- this type of drink? I was like, no, I don't. But you know what? I'll talk to my manager about it. We'll see if we can get it in for you and just go from there. And he's come back every single day, even though I don't have the drink he wants. So he doesn't have to go to that other piece of shit and deal with it. That's how you, that's a, that's how you grab customers. B, that's how you build relationships. Because if you, you know, you're nice to them and you're like, Hey, I'll try. I can't. And, and tell him, Hey, I talked to my manager about it. I don't know if I can get this object that you want, but we're going to look into it. And if we can get it, then we'll add it into our drink selection. It's called like customer that. service, people. Yeah, it's not that difficult. It's look Even it if up. you're having a bad day, you know. You know, there was a time when if you didn't have customer service, then you didn't have customers. Yeah, absolutely. What has changed? Why is it so fucked up now? Because, well, Too many choices? Yeah, well, there's too many choices, but what it comes down to is this. Bean counters. Yeah. 
All they care about is the bottom line. Okay. And they don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about, you know, how how long it takes to build build a base. They don't give a shit about anything. All they want is to know the bottom line. And that's not how you build a business. Right. You don't build a business based off of how much money you can fucking make. That's why that's that's why for the most part, with the exception of the pandemic, people don't want to go see the movies anymore. They, they don't want to pay the fucking prices. They know that the people that are working there don't give a shit. And it, the, the auditoriums suck. This that sucks. That sucks. It, it all sucks because you're not getting the personalized service or the customer service that should be required. They cut down on staff. Like, how the fuck can you justify having a budget an hour budget for a store that's 24 seven, right? That's bean counting. That's all oh, we got to save this money. Well, you know what? Instead of trying to save the money, why don't you just put that into another person that actually cares about working at this job long enough to help you build back your, 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 your customer base. Right. But you're splitting <laughs> up the difference for me between a mom and pop or a franchise versus like when I worked at AMPM, it was owned by British Petroleum. Mm-hmm. Our manager was stressed the fuck out working a hundred hours a week. That's not a bullshit thing No, I'm... because people would quit. All the employees were piece of shit. No drug tests, all fucking tweakers. Yep. I took the morning job and you know, my hair was halfway down my back and the beginning of tattoos and fucking jewelry and everything else. And everybody loved me because I made sure that I had a smile on my face. And I was, you know, these people were coming in every single morning. Yeah. If they had a request, if they needed, if they're like, hey, you know, the coffee's stale. I mean, there was a lot of shit to do and two people in the store. Yep. And we hustled and they would be backed up to that back counter sometimes. You know, we got through it. You know what I mean? And it was a whirlwind. By the time the morning rush came and a few things happened, I was like, I'm off work. An eight hour shift. That's how fast it went. You know? Well, I got like at my store, like I'm, I'm annoyed with some of the shit that we have to do. Like I don't sell coffee at my store. If I sell one cup a week, yeah, that's a hundred percent of the coffee that I sell. And you probably have one pot, right? I or have, one I have, decaf, one regular? Uh, no, I have, I have, I have two thermoses. And they all they either have regular coffee in it or the okay. new Honduran the stuff. new pump thing or what I call no, it new. It's, uh, it's new. uh it's the flip, the okay. flip switch, whatever okay. whatever you call it. And if I if I sell one cup, that's that's overkill. And I know we sell five cups a week. Yeah. So it's one a day. So you guys aren't killing it on coffee sales. But, but fucking, fucking corporate is is all up our asses about, oh, well, you got to have the cups and you got to have this. And then we're, we're thinking about, and this is last year, we're thinking about doing this thing called bean to cup. And then you have all this other shit. I'm like, what the dude, fuck is that? Have you guys looked at our store? Have you looked at our yeah. sales year over year about how much fucking coffee I sell? What the fuck is bean the cup? Bean to cup is they take the beans. And then they grind their own stuff. And then it, and so whatever it is, is you hit a button, it makes, it, it takes enough beans to grind up one cup of coffee. Yeah. And then it makes the coffee and it's hot and fresh. That's, oh. that's bean to cup. All right. Cause I'm going, okay. So now I'm confused. So I'm going to flyers now in the morning instead of where I used to go. Right. It's pretty cool. And I'll tell you why. First of all, you can get your own fucking cup again. You don't have to have somebody hand it to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Then they have this thing that, that's that pumps real half and half. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I always make a mess with that thing. Right. Depending on how full it is, right? It's either running over the side or you, it's like a little stream of pits, yeah, right? Yeah, because... <laughs> 
because they don't know how to set the fucking Somebody pump. didn't fill up the oven out this yeah. morning. And then you go over and like, I was confused as fuck, especially at five in the morning. But now they have these coffee maker things and it's almost like the Krups thing that you have at home, but it's all like plugged into the wall and That's shit, right? That's pretty much being the cup. So you push, like it's got a computer screen thing on the front, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, I want house plan. And you press that and then you go, oh, I think I have a 16 ounce cup. And maybe the first time you don't, it overflows everywhere. And yeah. you're like, oh, this fucking asshole. <laughs> Yeah. But it's pretty cool. And I mean, the coffee's good and it's hot. You know what I mean? It's like I got, I burn my mouth every time. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but see, you go to a store that's big enough that can support that, just like 7 Eleven or anything right. else like that. We're tiny. We're, we're a fucking right. small store. And half the people that come in don't give a shit about fucking coffee. Right. It's not even half the people. Right. 999 customers out of a thousand don't give a fuck about the coffee that we have. Right. They're and not they, there for that. And they want us to every hour make new coffee. No. Right. No, that's fucking ridiculous. First and foremost, that takes away that 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 eats our inventory. Right. And now and, and nobody's so we, drinking it. And so we have to argue with that. It's like every hour. No, look, I can do every five hours. Right. I'll do every five hours. That's how long coffee can last for. Right. And then go from there. And you're in trouble. For and then that. and then I, no, I don't know. So I, I did it like once, and I made the coffee and and made a fresh batch of coffee, burned out the old one and dumped it, and then I did make a new batch. And then, like, the next day I come in, and it's just like, I'm just going to leave it and see what they say. <laughs> and they just left the coffee there. And one person came in and bought a cup, and it was, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm just like, I'm kind of hoping that's warm. <laughs> and didn't give a fuck, probably, right? No. Yeah. No, because they were traveling from fucking Utah or wherever yeah, and just wanted something. You know? And, and if they had said something, I would have made them a fresh pot. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. You know, I'm not, uh, that's why I have that extra thermos that's just empty. Right. Just in case somebody wants. Wait uh, five minutes, I'll get you some real coffee. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I will I will make you a nice fresh batch and then oh, you get you fresh coffee. Fresh coffee. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's, and that's it. That's, I, I don't mind doing that for the customer if they ask, you know, I'm not going to, but I'm not going to purposely make new coffee every couple of hours just because corporate wants us to. Right. Like go, they go next door and that's a whole other fucking hornet's nest. Right. They'll go next door and then that's fine. And they, they get their coffee and they get their beer and they get their whatever else over there. And we just sell soft drinks. And how much time do we have left on this one? Uh, we got a couple minutes. I got I got one more for you. All right. So I'm on uh, my phone today at work, and it's that clickbait shit on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they get me with the like the muscle car, or the car. I'm locked into the car story. One, they're like, oh, win a charger. Five. No, I'm I'm locked into like five expensive luxury cars that nobody knows about, is, or, oh, or something it. like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Or or uh, car, the most given back sports cars. And I'm like, how do you get back a sports car? And then you read the article, and it's like it's like nothing to do with that right yeah and it's just yeah it's just some ad but i got locked on one today and i don't know why i go in for this shit i'm like this is gonna be interesting and it was uh restaurants that are basically bankrupt and going out of business and the list went on and fucking on but when you read it it's like taco bells shut 299 locations and, the, and they start to tell you why and i'm like taco bell ain't ever going out of fucking business <laughs> fuck you and like burger king was in there but then a bunch of stuff mcdonald's so one that stood out it was it was like applebee's and i was like i hate applebee's <laughs> and i really do what they're like applebee's is struggling so bad that they've got 
dollar drinks now and i was like oh <laughs> so i'm driving down here tonight i'm like i got some time to kill right yeah there's they're struggling so bad that's why they have fucking so I'm like, 1500 I, I stores if this fucking place is open so i'm driving over there and i'm like almost crashing because i'm looking to see i know i gotta have a face mask right right so i get in the place and they have a big yellow sign and it's like our dining room is open <laughs> i'm like sweet i'm gonna go get some of these dollar drinks so i've always thought and i've been in applebee's and i've always been like Number one, the food's really weird. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, they're they're trying to have, I guess, certain things from certain other... Like, they have, like, an Olive Garden dish, and they have, like, something that would have been at Friday's, and... You know what I mean? But it's yeah, all, yeah. like, really random weird shit, like, that... Like, if, if you were stoned at your house, it's, like, something you'd make for yourself, right? Like, right. I've got this leftover broccoli and this chicken and pizza sauce, <laughs> and I'm going to crumble potato chips on top of it. Like, that's the kind of shit they have, right? <laughs> so I get in there, and the first thing is, I, I just had to use the bathroom. I'm like, I got to use the bathroom. Like, I just walked right by the cow. <laughs> There's nobody in there. And then I was like, I'm going to sit at the bar. And of course, the bar you now. You sit six feet apart. Yeah. There's like, whatever. I was like, can I sit here? And the lady's like, yeah. And I already, I can tell, like, she's not happy I'm here because like no one was at the bar and now she's got to do something. So I now sit down. I sit down and I'm like, I bet I can get out of this place for, I'm like, I bet I can have three drinks and something to eat and get out of this place for like 20 bucks based on what I read. Nope. So I sit down here. So here's the first turn off. I'm, she's like, do you want a drink? And I'm like looking at the poster and it's like this blue drink and it literally like this blue drink in a glass this big full of ice and it has like a piece of candy on top is yeah. five bucks. And I'm like, I'll have that. And she's like, we don't have that anymore. And I'm like, well, why do you have the fucking sign then? <laughs> So she tells me what she does. Gluten free. She tells me what she does have, which is like that same drink, but it's green. <laughs> is like, it five bucks? And I'm like, I'll have that then. And she's like, great. And she's like, and you want something to eat? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, you can use your telephone to click. And she's like pointing at the counter. And it's got like one of those scan sign things. Like all this shit I don't know about and don't want to do. And right. I'm like, can I just get a menu? And she's like, all right. <sighs> So she has to walk out from behind the bar over to like where they greet you and get a menu. Fucking, she rolls so her eyes so hard. Already like she's dice tumbling. Already I'm like extra spit on my food for sure. She's like this fucking prick, right? So then the food. Well, you didn't do anything wrong. You I asked for a fucking menu. It was almost like. That shouldn't. That it, was, shouldn't. <laughs> it was almost like I got into Subway. Yeah. And now I'm being like further abused, and, except and I'm at Applebee's. Now, now you want gluten free. Yeah. So, so, so she brings out the menu. And I'm so, and then she's like, and she brings me the drink. He ordered a menu. And I'm watching her mix this well drink. I'm like, of course it's five bucks. Like I'm so, and it's like one shot of this and one shot of that and like food coloring. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. I got nothing else to do. So I'm drinking the drink and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, these prices aren't good. Like this isn't anything like what I read in the article. I can't get a hamburger for two bucks. This is bullshit. Where's the kid's menu? (laughs) So I decide on like, uh. Appetizers. And it it took a long time because all the shit was confusing. I was like, I don't want any of this really. So I decided on chicken and it had shrimp on the top. Like it's a piece of chicken with shrimp. Yeah. And mashed potatoes. And I I said this. Who the fuck fuck came up with that concoction? I don't know. And I said the thing that people always say. I was like, is it any good? She's like, oh, it's great. It's super popular. Fantastic. Everybody likes that. I eat it all the time. I'm like, the fuck you do? This fucking plate was ready in like two minutes. I was like fresh out of the microwave. Okay, so that's exactly it, Mike. So she brings the plate out, and I'm looking at the plate. And so the first thing is on the menu, it looks like all this food. 
the plate was like not even a full size plate. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, so it's a scoop of mashed potatoes, and I and I'm looking at that, and I'm like, I've microwaved mashed potatoes at my house from the night before. Yeah. So that's out of a big plastic vat. It's a fucking Stouffer's. That Stouffer's. You're right. Like well, Stouffer's makes the lasagnas and whatnot, but they yeah. still, they have like the mashed potatoes in that plastic thing. Right. You get garlic. You can get buttered, whatever. And then the chicken was obviously like heated up in a plastic bag and then dumped into a pan real quick right and like sprayed with something like oh, it's like i could just see it going on so it, like it like appears like fringed and seared they have that they have the the tongs that look like yeah. the the grill right and they just warm up the tongs so they're they're red hot and then yeah, grab exactly. the chicken so it's seared on both exactly. sides and then the shrimp was like i was like i i know shrimp this is the worst this is like when you go to safeway and they have like the little blue like saran saran wrap thing yeah. and it's like the, the tiniest little shrimp yeah and then like somebody just went like on top of like some green shit and everything's like totally over seasoned and then there was like mushrooms and onions and i was like i'm not going anywhere near that so and it was it was fucking horrible i'll bet yeah it's garbage it's Gar- just fucking and then she just rolls her eyes oh oh i gotta go over here uh, okay. you want a you want a real menu okay you fucking hole Prick. shut up Right. And I still tipped her seven bucks. I wouldn't have. What a douchebag. Oh, well. What can you do? It's Applebee's. It sucks. And that's what everybody loves. It's just, and it's the same with fucking radio. Yeah. It's the same with fucking radio. We can get into that next. Oh, my God. We will. You want to take a break? Yes. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.